This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. everyone and welcome to the second episode of the stardom cast i'm your host rob good and i'm joined by chris o'brien how are you chris i'm fine i'm gonna get drunk tonight that's gonna be fun um i'm just happy to be talking about my favorite wrestling in the world right now so <laughs> it's a lovely little birthday present for you isn't it because it was your birthday on wednesday chris wasn't it how old were you i'm 23 now 23 years old, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone, everyone that listens to this podcast will be like, I fucking hate him. I fucking hate him. <laughs> and to be fair, I'm 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 around the same age as Tyler Bay, which makes me feel like a failure. So I can't <laughs> imagine what Tyler Bay makes you and Garth feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Look what he's doing at 23. Look at what I'm doing at 23. Yeah, I can see that to be yeah, fair. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I'm I'm struggling through uni, and he's there going, "Oh, I'm one of the best, I'm best wrestlers in the world." I'm like, "Yeah, well, fuck you, you fucking sexy man." I can't, I can't be mean to Tyler Bate. He's just so you attractive. Fucking isn't sexy it? man, damn you, you sexy bastard. <laughs> stupid sexy, stupid sexy bait. <laughs> amazing, absolutely amazing. <laughs> Tyler Bate is an absolute piece of bait. Now, um. We're not here to talk about sexy men. We're here to talk about really scary women. We're here um, to cause... talk about scary women. We are indeed, Chris. And why are we here to talk about scary women, Chris? Because <laughs> it's a stardom podcast. It is a stardom podcast. It is a stardom podcast. <laughs> like, there's, literally, there's literally no other reason. This is a podcast about stardom. What the fuck else are we meant to talk about? Um, we're here to talk about the um, 25th of January um Ninth anniversary show from Corican Hall. Um, Stardom's monthly Corican show being their anniversary show. So we pulled out all the stops. Honestly, I'd say most of this card is um, is above average, and like about half of it is amazing. And then we're we're gonna have a little, a couple points for the Osaka show, mostly because Kagetsu retired with the new champion crowned, um, and the high speed GP continues, which has been sort of nothing so far, but you know it's worth talking about. And yeah, we're just here to sort of blast through what because it's been a quiet month for Sardom, really, hasn't it? Because after um, all their post New Year um, stuff, like from this Corican to now, there's basically only been the Osaka show and the Corican show yesterday. With um, yesterday, tomorrow, today, it's at some point. Uh, in any case, we won't be covering that. We'll be covering that next time. Anyway, Rob, how much of the Corican show did you watch? So, obviously, we had the ninth anniversary show at Corican, um, which yeah. 1,602 people attended, which is an absolutely yes. st- astonishing um, 
sort of amount of people to go to this show. Um, yeah, for, no, for a non New Japan company to draw nearly two thousand is pretty rare nowadays. Absolutely, and it was a good show, like you mentioned. I watched um, everything apart from the dark match. The dark match was Tokyo Cyber Squad okay. team of Rina and Rawaka defeating the Queen's Quest team of Hina and Leo Onazaki in three minutes and thirty nine seconds. Didn't watch that. Um, so the first it was match, um, there was a really very quickly, but there was one, only one really good part of that where it was it was like a rip cord into a doodle throw. That was a cool move. I forget who did it, but like, yeah, this match was passable. <laughs> <laughs> we move on then to a three-way exhibition, really, for the high-speed GP um, with Zumi defeating Starlight Kid and Zoe Sky in six minutes and three seconds. What did you think, Chris? It was fun. I'll, every time Azumi and Starlight Kid gets into a ring, the match is automatically a six or above, but also never quite reaches above an eight. <laughs> but this was still extremely fun. Um, Zoe Sky more than kept up, which like is very hard with Azumi and Starlight Kid because they they're basically two fucking bullets um, in the ring. But no, I like I just it was a generally just an enjoyable opener nothing groundbreaking but honestly for the six minutes it is i just recommend watching it if you're going to watch through this card yeah it was high speed at its finest it was it was especially the opening was extremely quick paced like you said zoe sky kept up i thought her backpack stunner was great um though her music doesn't fit her character in any fucking way no so in any fucking way like what what should she be coming out to though what would you have her come out to just I don't know anything that's not some kind of poppy princess music, which is what seemed to come on. Because at the t- during her post uh, pre match interview, she was sort of tanning and talking about how you know she was going to beat Azumi and stuff like it, and being effectively acting like a heel. And then her music hits, and it's like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Honestly, I think she needs hip hop. She like she's a hip hop character. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of really embrace that as opposed to the weird techno dance music that we seem to be enduring during that match. Um, it's a small complaint. Like you mentioned earlier, I thought Azumi and Starlight Kids exchanges were the best, um, though the double sunset flip pinfall attempt looked a bit messy. Um, but yeah, but that, like, I think that's the spot best. When you consider how young we are and how hard it is to do that spot well, like Osprey and Saber in the in their match barely managed to do like sunslip um flips into flips well and they're two of the best in the world, so and honestly I kind of let them off on that one. Yeah, fair enough. I gave it six altogether. Yeah, I'd give it a six. It's like it's very unlikely for a match going six minutes to reach seven, but also like a match that goes ten minutes can reach nine. So like it's weird how times work in wrestling. Anyway, the next match was <laughs> The six man tag team not match. Not much then. to talk about, to be honest. But, not you know, at all. It, not at it, all. It was on Yeah. It was um it was a Wadatai team of Natsu Kotora, Natsu ah, Natsu Sumire and Saki versus um the young stars team of people I'm not even gonna bother naming because I'm not gonna have to worry about then who the names are for like five years yet. Apart from Ida, who is getting much better and I'm really enjoying her. Yeah. Ida's my age. She doesn't look my age, does she? No, neither none of this team look above about fourteen. Well, yeah, Ida's twenty two. <laughs> Ida's 20. How old's Hoshino? Um, Hoshino is... She's one of the young ones. Oh, Hoshino's 22 as well. Kamatani? Kamatani is 23. Oh, these are... Oh, I thought... They all look 15. They do. They do all look ridiculously young. And like you say, you're probably not going to have to worry about them for another couple of years yet before they, you know, really ascend into the main well, event scene. That, 
Eda's starting to like. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Eda's in the five star this year. So, yeah, but um, she's not going to do well in the five star, is she? No, she's going to be a um, pin eater, but or like maybe she'll take someone big to a draw. But although um, this match was definitely set up just to get Saki's heel character over, it's her first big show since turning. And I don't know. I, I prefer her in a time just because in Stars she was literally just a nothing. Like she was in last month, and you probably don't remember a damn thing about her. No, not at all. I, I remember the turn, but that that's unfortunately literally it, which is quite a shame, really, isn't it? Yeah, no, and I've been watching for ages, and Saki sort of had no matches of note, really. Like, she's been in a few good six-mans, but, like, she's literally been the worst person in the six-man. So, um, honestly, the best part of this match was when Ida, like, literally hulked up and became Walter for a little while. <laughs> yeah, and it it was five star, It was five stars for me. I, honestly, I'd, get, I'd give it a six just because Ida hulking up. I was like, holy shit, she's finally lost it. I don't think it was anywhere near as good as the Izumi Starlight Kid Zoe Sky match. And since we're giving that a six, I don't think we can no. give this six man a six, uh, six, to be perfectly honest. Well, the high six versus the low six here, I think. And I'm not going to argue with you because we're going to have even bigger disagreements as this card goes on. I can imagine so. Um, let's move on then. Third match Tam Nakano defeating Kagetsu in 10 minutes and 15 seconds. Um, Tam Nakano, again looks adorable and then just unleashes which is just absolutely fucking terrifying it's such a it's such a juxtaposition isn't it it's like if garth suddenly like came out as this amazingly progressive person <laughs> uh we can say what we want about garth on this one because i don't think he's going to listen to this one yeah he's definitely not going to listen like it's like if garth came out and it's like you know what i agree with the person who's offended <laughs> um Kagetsu, really, really good. It's such a shame she's retiring. Obviously, I know there's um, she backstage really stuff here. She really story in the post-match, did Kagetsu. She did, she did. And I'm glad like, it only went 10 re- minutes as well. Yeah, but honestly, this is probably the best match in the 15 minutes all year. Um, Yeah, I'd, I'd argue it's it's up there, definitely. Like, the, only, the only real competition it has is Zack versus um, Sabre. Uh, Tokyo Dome, but I'd argue this is better because this match actually felt like a fully formed epic within 10 minutes. Yeah, and like it, this... it didn't feel like 10 minutes either. It it flowed by really, really well. It, at no point did it feel like it was going too long, you know, as it wouldn't do at 10 minutes, but it, it flowed very well. The story was put together very well. Yeah, but it's flow, but also the story was told like Kagetsu going out the ring, sort of just sauntering about. Yeah. And then um, coming back in, and then they're just throwing bombs at each other for the rest of the match. Um, Tam Nakano is somehow getting better, and she was already one of the best to start when I started watching about six months ago. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, obviously, I've seen very limited amounts of Tam Nakano, but this was this was great. This was really, really good, and I actually preferred this to the Arisa match. Um, I'm actually inclined to agree with you. I gave it a nine. I gave it an eight, but I'm willing to give it a nine. Yeah, especially since, again, we have a massive disagreement coming up. But yeah, no, this match was, like, honestly, and for that 10 minutes, you don't really have much of an excuse. Seriously, check this out. Because then after the, after the match, um, Tam getting really emotional with Kagetsu, so going, thank you for letting me out of the website so I can actually follow this. Like, it was, like, again, it was a fully formed story within 10 minutes. And, like, I'm, it's refreshing with stardom. Because, again, we're, we're in a climate 
a climate in New Japan where unless there's a never open weight match, title matches feel like they have to go twenty five or longer. Whereas in like Stardom, we're just sort of like we'll let we'll give them as much time as they need, and then we'll just let them get on a bit. Like seriously, the runtime of this whole show is ninety minutes, and the whole thing's great. So, yeah, I agree. Um, moving on then to the first championship match of the show, and it was the Goddesses of Stardom title match, which is again Stardom's tag team titles with the team of B Priestley and Jamie Hayter defeating the Tokyo Cyber Squad team and the current champions Jungle Kiona and Konami in twelve minutes and fifty-five seconds. I have a question, Chris, regarding this. So yeah, go ahead. obviously, Jamie at the time of re- at the time of this match, Jamie Hater is in Oida Tai, and B Priestley is in Queen's Quest. Now, in our first yeah. podcast, we talked about how the units are very strict, or far more strict than they are in New Japan. So why yeah, is less... it? It's honestly, I think it's because um, two reasons. One, there's new owners, so I think there's just people sort of getting into this seeing things with that and also um there's been an unbelievable exodus with a like let me put it this way with five pro dlc there's three people from a who went in which was andras kagetsu and and hazuki kagetsu and hazuki have retired and andras got kicked out of a so what was like very anemic even so you know so like this is sort of a this is um the turn that's happened um, like from the night was all down to that and with B Priestley and Jamie Hayter they're an established tag team from the tag league and that was before the Bushi Road buyout and like honestly it was just because they're the Gaijins so okay so that was what I wanted to ask because that was what confused me with you having obviously said that you know the unit and factions in stardom are far more strict than they are in New Japan I just wanted to check that yeah I I, I completely I, I did completely forget that was the um, but they did tag team. It's literally just because Priestley was the champion. She didn't want to team with anyone. And like, assume, basically in Queen's Quest, Azumi was already taken, which is who B would want to tag with. So she was like, fuck it. I'm having hater. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Fair enough. So this match then, Chris, um, I love the dynamic between Jamie and B. I think it's great. Um, Jungle in this match, I thought she did a great job. Her and Jamie Hayter, Jungle as you've already mentioned. Here, yeah. I just thought the fact the shit out of each other. But then even when she was literally on her last leg, she's kneeling down, she's getting the shit beaten out of her by Jamie Hater, she didn't tag out because she was like, No, I need to beat Jamie Hater. And she didn't tag Konami in for absolutely fucking ages. And I thought that was a really, no, she... really good story beat. Yeah, she didn't tag in Konami until she absolutely had to. Um like honestly, Kiona and Konami are two of the like most underpushed people in wrestling right now. It's kind of criminal. Especially with Kiona, but like actually some of that happened on the ninth anniversary show, um, in Osaka. Um, that sort of changed, which I'm very happy about. But like there's one spot in this match I want to mention, Rob, and it's gonna seem so minor that you're gonna hate me, but also like I really appreciated it. So you know how there's an unwritten rule in wrestling where like if you even touch doing a submission or a pin in um in a tag match that gets broken up yes it's extremely annoying yes in this konami came in started kicking the shit out of b and b didn't let go of a submission which was brilliant because that is exactly what you should do no exactly until the point where like literally i'm in so much pain i cannot hold it like you should never unless it's like a fucking abushi or a wrestler kick you should not let go of the first kick no never and i thought that was really really good there was a there was a moment as well. There was um, a tag team move between, t- um, 
Konami and um, Kyo, uh, Jungle, where they did a drop kick assisted power bomb onto B. So they got um, B yeah. up in a power bomb with Jamie Hayter on the floor, and then um, I think Konami came off the top, drop kicked B, and the power bomb onto Jamie. I just I really really loved that. I thought that was great. Um, despite that, there was still some really really botchy bits in it from Jamie Hayter. Um, uh-huh. so for example there was a suicide dive which looked incredibly botchy um, and then there was a lariat which just looked it looked really really messy um, and I don't know I don't know whether that it didn't take anything away from it for me that much um, but it was something that I did notice and it was on more than one occasion I don't know if you noticed that Chris I did and like within the grand scheme of stardom where everything is so crispy and jamie sort of stand out as not being crisp but i think that sort of lends it to him i think that sort of lends like it's like in all japan in the 90s with hansen how he was very different so i kind of like it but also yeah sometimes it does look a bit messy um i think honest but honestly i don't i don't it didn't affect the match quality for me just okay. because, like, the main driving force of this match was Jungle Kiona and her selling and her being one of the best in stardom. I love Jungle so much. Yeah, it was it was really, really good. Um, of course, we did have a title change here, though, with B winning with a Japanese Ocean Cyclone Suplex. Oh, mm- she's not allowed to call her that. Oh, is she not? <laughs> do you want to hear about the drama? Of course I want to hear about the drama. Love a bit of drama. So do you know who invented that move? Uh, Aja Kong. No, Made it was Manami Toyota. <laughs> to be fair, it was one of Kong's greatest tracks. Anyway, it was Manami Toyota, and um, B didn't ask permission before taking it. Right, so she's not so, allowed to call it so that. So, yeah, so she, she basically she has heat with Manami Toyota, and Stardom don't want that. Um, so it's like she called it the Queen's Landing, which I think is a better, move to, uh, better name, to be honest. Oh, absolutely. That's a far better like, name. I, like I'm sure there's going to be a Joshi fan listening going, "Uh, go watch big wrestling, big egg wrestling university cunts," but um, no. I don't care. It's a better name. Probably. Yeah, it is a better name. I agree. Although, uh, like some some Joshi fans do give people like that Joshi fan in Inside the Ropes. I won't name his name, but if you're in Inside the Ropes, you know him. And like he was trying to sell Joshi to someone, going, "How can someone say no to a former softcore erotica staff beating the shit out of someone?" I'm like, honestly, if that's how Joshi was explained to me, I would never tried sadly no it does need to be explained a little bit better than that no um, exactly like but you either need to like go hey look they're really fast matches like imagine if lucha underground and new japan had a baby or um you need to go to do what i did and wear down um your podcast co-host for about six months before they give up <laughs> um jamie hater and b Priestley, of course become the first gaijin team to hold the goddesses of stardom title so yeah i believe the gaijin has held the title but not a gaijin team no um i'll double check that right now because there's not been a ton of um let's see um tie ranks but yeah um honestly jungle and um thingy have held it so long that it's not that big i'm not that sad that they've lost it yeah so i'm just re- and like again, I think after um, B had a, had, in some people's estimation, a bad reign. I thought it was really good personally. Um, but yeah, it's probably the best place for her to be in the tag team division. And honestly, for the way B wrestles, which is very like 
quick, high impact, and then fucking off. I think it, I, it's, it really fits her. So um, it doesn't look like there's any. Oh no, Haley Hatred. I think she can't be Japanese. But, oh, Alpha Female. She's definitely not Japanese. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's been um, Gaijins, but not Gaijin teams. Cool. Um, just quickly, um, do you think it's the right? Oh, what would you rate oh, this match? Well. I was going to say, do you? Yeah, don't matter. Um, I'd give it seven. See, I gave it an eight, mostly because of um, the not breaking up spot. I would have given it eight, but you had two botchy spots from Jamie, and then you there was a bit that really annoyed me with being. I know it sounds like I'm being really, really picky. She was there was a snap there, and then um, I think it was Jungle came off the ropes and hit her in the back with a kick and be tensed about an hour and a half too early. Yeah. Um, and I know that sounds like yeah, being she's... really picky. But, like, I guess if someone, like, Jungle's fairly sizable, so I guess if someone's running, someone like Jungle's running at you and you know there's not enough space to do anything, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. I'll I'll concede. I'll give it eight. That's fine. Yeah. Um, what we have to remember is that I'm really, really, really enthusiastic about Stardom, and Rob Stov just not as enthusiastic as me. He still loves it, but like he's not as enthusiastic as me. I do enjoy watching Stardom. I wouldn't say I love it. It's it's great, and I do well, enjoy the, watching it. It's, it's it's really easy to watch as well, just because the show again the shows are about maybe ninety minutes long if you um, skip some of the promos. Yeah, which like absolutely. I do because like on like where well, something like Tam versus Kagetsu, it matters. But like, who the fuck cares what Zoe Sky has to say? Hey, she was tanning. That's what she had to say. Um, we well, move on then although, to. Um, Go on, sorry. If you want some good pre-match. If you, if you want some good pre-match interviews for Stardom, go go watch some old Chris Wolf ones. Chris Wolf. They're amazing. Okay. She's like, I'm a wolf. I'm gonna eat people. Fair enough. What do you think? Fair it's enough. Like, I like tasty meat. Are you tasty meat? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, WWE would love shit like that. Absolutely love shit like that. Um gadget. <laughs> we move on then to a six woman tag team match with the team uh well Julia's team, we won't uh, tell you who came out, and two mystery partners defeating the Tokyo Cyber Squad team of Hanakamura, Death Yamasan, and Layla Hirsch in 14 minutes and 8 seconds. So, first thing to point out about this match are the two people that came out to team with Julia, and that is Micah and Siori Kondo. Um, Chris, do you know anything about these two? Um, I've, I really hope you're not going to ask me to... <laughs> elaborate on who these people are because quite frankly i do not know fair enough that's all i, I, I wanted I, to that's know a lie, actually i asked I, I asked some like in the stardom group like um who are these people and like apparently i can't remember which one's which but one of them is fairly new and the other one's like one of the best freelancer joshi's going so not going to complain fair enough like, um... I'm, I'm sure if you're a joshi fan you were popping yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I didn't know who they were, but that's that's by the by. Ridiculous as this sounds, they now me. they both impressed me. Yeah, I mean, this there was there wasn't a lot in this match itself apart from those two people debuting as Julia's partners and obviously what came afterwards. But my favorite person in this match, and I know it, this sounds ridiculous, was Death Yamasan. Now, I don't like her. I think it's a ridiculous gimmick, but I love the way that she emotes using her rock hands. 
So if she's really happy, they're enthusiastic rock hands. But there was a moment where she was stuck in the rope in the middle of three feet being stamped on her head by this team. And she was doing really sad rock hands. And then when they lost... Are, are, you, starting to, are, you, are you starting to turn the corner on Daffy Amistad? No, I think the gimmick is absolute horseshit. But I just found her emoting using but rock you, hands really you, funny. Liked that... It's... I, I agree. Her corner bit where she's supposed to do it in time with her death, death, death and cannot do it in fucking time really winds me up. Why? Just do it in time. I don't understand. I do not understand. Biometric... Do what you have to do with your guitarist and have to learn how to be in time. Buy a metronome and just do it until you can do it. Exactly. Um, Um, I thought, actually, she was made to look very, very good here. Her Springboard Moonsault looked absolutely fucking beautiful. Yeah, it's like Eichner's, wasn't it? Yeah, really, really good. Um, There was a few clunky, messy bits. There was one point where they were doing, uh, Tokyo Cyber Squad were doing the, uh, they had all three members in different corners and they were just sort of like running around mentally and just attacking ones. And Layla Hirsch sort of stood in the middle not really knowing what to do. That looks a little bit messy. Um, But all in all, I thought she looked great. Um, it was a secondary match, really. Let's put it that way to put over this new stable. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Um, I, I like the the MMA look just because it's fairly unique to Stardom, but also just because I watch NXT on occasion, she just strikes me as a mini Shayna Baszler. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she eventually ends up taking the pin from Julia with, is her finishing move the Glorious yeah. Buster? I believe so. Like, it's, she's getting better at it. <laughs> she, well, it's better than when she tried to do it like, on Hannah Kimura. It's not like last yeah. time where she was really struggling with it. Like, she actually hit it fairly... She was hitting it fairly cleanly in this match. She was. Um, anyway, after after the match, um, Hannah Kimura gives this promo, which was fucking brilliant, where she just basically slagged off these two women, saying they were night walkers, um, told them they were ugly. Basically, she was a 16-year-old girl at high school, just slagging them off. In really, really childish ways, and then she said, "Arriba there, walked I'll off." Give, that's one. That's one really good thing I'll give Hannah. She's probably the best promo in Stardom. Yeah, and she's um, massively, I, massively I, over. Yeah, I think like, it's sort of like how like I care more about New Japan promos now that Chris Shelton's there. Because um, honestly, my biggest problem was I can't know if this is a good promo. I don't know what they're saying. Now that I know what they're saying, I'm like, oh, this was actually really good. I and mean, then you can sort of fit it in with delivery. Um, I do like how she got on the mic immediately and went, hey, do you think you're impressive because you beat my fucking bodyguard? Yeah, it was like, oh, cheers, Hannah. That's what you think of Layla. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but um, then Julia sort yeah. of introduced a new stable. They're called Donna Del Mondo, which is Women of the World. Yeah. Um, got no reaction, but Julia covered this really, really well by saying, um, "Don't worry, just check my street, my uh, my social media afterwards. You'll get used to it." And everyone laughed. So she is getting better. Yeah, um, I, I think honestly, I think she was just like the fact that she's just been putting random singles matches to start with just sort of turned me off her. Also, like, I guess if she's coming in to make her own stable that makes sense honestly i think her making her own stable is just a um way so they have five teams going into the draft if they do the draft um i'm not sure if Bootsy road are going to do that but honestly i hope they do because like i know you haven't seen i don't know if you've seen a draft but they are really fun like they're not like great wrestling or anything they're just fun i thought there was six stables um, now with uh, like last year, Ta- hang on stars awelitai tcs 
um, Domando and Queen's Quest. No, five. I thought there was another one. Doesn't matter. Carry on. Well, um, Jungle Kiana used to have one, but they got knocked out in the draft last year. No, I remember. I remember you saying about that before. Um, but not this match. I'm like, I'm not gonna lie and say there's any, there's anything really worth talking about in this match other than the Moon Cell and who was in it. Like, it's just it's so, as a match, it's just fair, but like, it's not there to be a great match because. To be fair, Def Yamasan is in the highest position she'll probably ever be. So. I agree. Former high speed champion, Def Yamasan. Jesus Christ. What are we giving this? I'd give this a four. There's not there's not much to I, say about I, it. I want to give it a four. It's not below average. Really? You're gonna give it a five? Yeah, because it's not below average. Like honestly honestly, like because for two, um Julia's new partners impressed me. Like the only bad part was when Def Yamasan started being Def Yamasan, but even then I found that fairly entertaining just because I knew how much you'd hate it. So like honestly, I I think giving it a four is very harsh when you consider what we've given a four in the past. Yeah, most Nakanishi matches. Yeah, I'm I'm still not conceding four though. I think that's mean. All right, we'll give it five. Fine, um, but I'm not conceding this next match. Right, so. Right, you you have to concede somewhat because we are fairly far apart. But it's Arisa Hashiki uh, versus Utami Hayashita, and okay, I'm gonna let you rant because it's what we do. If someone has a rant, we let them get out of the way. So, Wonder of Stardom title belt on the line, um, and we have Arisa, like you say, and Utami. Um, starts okay. Um, Utami starts with quite a lot of dominance, um, and then sort of. Pardon me, Arissa sort of turns the tides with a big uh, step up knee. We then go to the outside where um, Arissa starts slamming Utami's head into the um, into the ring apron. At this point, Utami is bust open, and it's hard way. Um, and she's then quite clearly rattled. So whether she is concussed or whether she is just rattled is unclear. But if she was concussed, she wouldn't wrestle at the next show. Well, in that case, there's absolutely no excuse for the sloppiness that followed. Um, because if she's concussed and if she battled through it, or if she's got a severe, you know, if she's got a head injury, then that that's fair enough. You can sort of excuse the sloppiness. But there was too much sloppiness in this match, especially towards the end, for this head injury not to be real. So if you're telling me that the head injury was not real and it was all done as part of the match to add some sort of effect to the match, then I'm sorry, the match was wank. Um, there was people not being carried properly. There was moves that were done too quickly. There was um, really, really appallingly pulled punches from Arissa. Then if you're taking away the head injury from this match, then I'm sorry, it was a shit show. I don't think it was a shit show. I actually think it plays into a little story that Reese has been telling where she's very slowly turning into a psychopath. But then that wasn't at all referenced in the post-promo. At all. Well, it, it wasn't... You don't need to reference in, in the promo for it to be a thing. Like, for example, it was told within the match, for example, she hits a splash near the end and instead of allowing the pin to happen pulls um, Utami up and hits her with a Brazilian kick like just wow just for the sake of doing it like and that's not the Arisa of who was facing Tam and refusing to hurt her all that much a few year, um, a few months ago 
Yeah, but that was because they had storyline together. She liked Tam. That's different. Yeah, but she doesn't know. Um, like when she faced Jungle, she wasn't she wasn't a psychopath. When she faced um, Kagetsu, she wasn't a psychopath. She's only really been a psychopath since facing the people who beat her in the five star. Well, that's not being a psychopath. That's just getting revenge. That's different. But like she's been doing, she's been wrestling like. I don't know. I'm not saying she's an actual psychopath. I'm just saying she's becoming more crazy, and I like it. Which I, is I fine, agree, but I just I, I don't agree think... points this is sloppy. I don't think it's half as bad as you say. I don't think um, Utami was injured because again, they wouldn't. She they wouldn't have a fight someone like Jamie Hater um, like a week later if she was all that badly injured. Then what was the um, excuse with the pull punches, Chris? Honestly, I just don't think Utami's ever been all that good at punch. She's a great kicker. I've never seen her throw great punches. Do you mean Arissa? Yeah. No, I'm sorry, but they were they were punches that basically looked as though, right, I don't want to hurt. Maybe, maybe, but like I, I think she could have been pulling pun- punches thinking she was hurt, but I don't think Tammy was actually hurt. Like, I agree with you like of these bad points. I just don't think the match is as wanky as you say. I just this is also a very divisive match. I, I've seen people call this match of the year, which I don't agree with at all. Who the fuck is saying that? Um, do you know CM Pulse? I disagree massively. I I also disagree with this being um, match of the year. Um, but also, I, I still think it's a really good match. It's not even Arisa's best match of the year. No, it's not Arisa's best match of the year because she's amazing. Actually, no, it would be. <laughs> it, it, it would actually. It actually probably would be because that um, the Konami match was last year, and she hasn't had a singles match since. Oh yeah, no, true, yeah. No, oh, that's depressing, isn't it? The so, fact that, that is. It's not it's probably not Otami's best match of the year. I'd probably give a Jamie Hater one that's better. But I'd get I I, I was thinking eight. I'm now like seeing your point of view. I I would go with seven. I'm not going with five. Like you've been saying all week. I'll go there was, there I'll, was enough I'll good concede in this match six. I'll concede six. I'm not getting any higher than six. I I refuse, I just I don't think it's I'm, a good enough match. Gonna, if this was WWE, I, you would shit on it. I'm this one because ultimately you run the website, so you'll just put what you want anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you look at like, that Charlotte and I'm, Kyrie Sane I'm, match. Yeah. And you um, shat on that. The... I didn't shit on it. Yes, you did. You like, absolutely like, buried oh, oh, Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, because Kyrie Sane was very much more obviously hurt than Utami was here. You told me it'd just been bust open hard way. Oh, but it's okay when fucking Dustin Rose and Brock Lesnar do it. Like, just being busted open doesn't mean someone... You like, look you can be busted the... open without getting a concussion. I'm sorry, she is not that good an actress. Is that... Well, that's actually my point with this match as well, like, because Itami actually showed emotion. I don't think she could show the emotion she could if she was, if she was badly injured. No, I dis. I, I still disagree. I still disagree. We are going to have to agree to disagree because otherwise this podcast will be about four hours long. Um, <laughs> I think it was. It suffered because of the injury. I think it had the potential to be great. Um, like I say, the early exchanges well, we were really good. good. The five star. See, I haven't seen the five star, so I probably do um, need to uh, probably do need to watch that. You should watch that because ultimately it's a fifteen minute time limit. So ultimately, like even if you watch a whole five star show, you're not watching a lot. So like. If you're just bored one day, I'd recommend it. Yeah, it's not um, like the G1. Yeah, it's not like... Re- I saw someone saying, oh, I'm re-watching last year's Super Genius. I'm like, how the fuck do you have the time to re-watch a Super Genius? Pardon me. You know I agree. I don't understand that. Um, uh, uh, 
other um, Arisa's next challenger, who was revealed at the end of the match, is slightly exciting. We'll talk about that at the end. Um, yeah. So we move on then to the main event, the World of Stardom title match with the champion Mayu Iwatami defeating Momo Watanabe in 19 minutes and 12 seconds. Um, obviously, the last podcast we did together, we uh, reviewed Mayu versus Kagetsu, and we talked about how even though it was a high-paced match and things like that, it was still a touch disappointing. Um, not, you know... It wasn't below, I think we gave it a 7. Or did we give it an 8? I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll have to check. We gave it an 8. We gave it an 8. We gave it an 8. This was substantially better. This was really good. This is this is almost like this is almost like your standard um, stardom main event. But like, it's so good that it, it's A, so good good that you don't get bored of it. And B, it's not 30 minutes, so you don't get bored of it. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um... I thought Momo was fantastic, but Mayu, this was the Mayu that I sort of expect to see at the top of the card. I mean, that reverse Frankenstein, a fucking hell. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Off, yeah, amazing. But also, this is your first exposure to how good Momo can be and how good is Momo. Momo's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, just Momo's uh, work uh, on the arm was brilliant. If I tell you how old you are, um, she is, you're going to hate me. How old is she? She's 19. Momo Watanabe is? Yeah, she's 19 years old. I thought she was 30. She's 19. Jesus Christ. No, she was absolutely incredible during this match. It was a sprint. I thought it was going to go longer, and I'm really glad it didn't because they managed to just condense everything into this it's, absolutely it's great match. match. I think it's not even a short match. It's 20 minutes. Like It's about as long as the... Day one, new beginning, main events. But still, I, I would say these are better. Well, maybe you might disagree because you really like Goto. You really, really like Goto versus um, Shingo. Shingo. But like, I think this is. I I think this is much better than either of those main events. I think this is a cut above. Um, just the two delivered absolute bombs. The two are so good at conveying emotion, which is sort of where Shingo falls apart. Which I get he's not there to convey emotion, but like you kind of need that in a great match. Whereas like these two like are amazing at conveying emotion, especially Mayu. And just everything this match was good. Nothing I can't really think of any flaws in this match. Like I would I'm not saying it's a perfect match, I just can't think of any flaws that aren't nitpicks. I think if I was to nitpick, it was it was a li- it was very, very obvious towards the end that Mayu was winning. It was very one sided from Mayu, but I mean that is a very a very picky thing for me because you know I love Mayu and I thought Momo again her work on the arm like I mentioned earlier was absolutely fantastic. Um but you know this was a nine star match. This was absolutely fantastic. This was yeah, I agree with not I I initially went eight, but like I think that's mostly just so it was more consistent with the rest of the card. This was absolutely incredible. And honestly check it's the longest match in this card by a mile, but like I've, I would have no issue um, recommending this to anyone, even though me saying I like stardom in many wrestling circles get me laughed at. Cough, 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 gaff. Um, <laughs> um, so, like, um, your two your two major Corican shows in now. Um, is Mayu see your stardom favourite? Yes. I love yeah. Mayu. Um, can, you, can you see anyone who would potentially replace her? Uh, Death Yamasan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I... What I got is 
when I got into this side, I was like, oh, May is obviously going to be my favourite. But then, like, she's probably top five. But, like, I like Arisa, Jungle, and Momo, and... Um, fuck, who's the... And, well, I, it was Gagetsi, but she's gone now. So, like, yeah, she's doesn't crack my top three for me. No, she's she's still number one for me. She's absolutely fantastic. But um, seeing, Momo, seeing Momo's... Um, performance today and well say today on this show and also seeing um jungles as well what jungle was able to convey in quite a short amount of time you know they're both absolutely fantastic but i'd still i'd still say mayu just it's she's a star yeah uh, if you find time again if you book because again side matches aren't long so you can kind of just watch a few couple of you bars i need to kill an hour but um momo's white belt raid was amazing i'll have to check it out definitely um, um, definitely check out um, definitely with that check out uh, Jungle Kiana match okay one of the best starter matches ever actually my two favourite starter matches involve Jungle so there you go that sort of yeah sort of tells you just how much Chris enjoys Jungle um, yeah she's 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 sort of the Ishii of um, starter anyway so like very quickly so like that was an overall amazing show um, there was one more show afterwards there's not a ton worth talking about mostly because I think Rob's only seen one match on it well but, just um, before you do this just okay. before you talk about this, after the Mayo and Momo match... Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting those... Pro- yeah, go ahead. Um, we had our typical sort of um, promo from Mayo, and then she threw over to Momo. Um, Momo sort of said some things. Beef Priestley, of course, <laughs> just said some things. You don't need yeah, to know what she said. A, must have been an especially memorable promo. Um B Priestley, of course, who is part of King of Queen's Quest at this point, uh, Momo Stable, uh, came in to give her some support, and instead B triggered her in the face. But that's something I forgot to say about um, B Priestley. I think one of the big issues is intertextuality, where like a lot of her really cool moves, you're thinking of other people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and she openly joins Oedo Tai. Um, and this is greeted with booze, obviously. And then B puts a challenge out there for Arissa for the white belt, which, of course, yep. that match goes down, uh, as we record on the 8th, it's gone down today. So Yeah, and I haven't seen the results. Rob was like, oh, we should read the results. I'm like, mate, no. <laughs> I need to... I need because the last few Stardom shows have been spoiled for me and I'm try- going to try my best not to get it spoiled before the major matches go up do you have the Mayo versus what's her face um, I don't know I have to double check what her name is the special singles um, match from today after. yeah um, she- yeah that went that's gone up but um, the Arisa B Priestley match hasn't the two matches went up the dark match for some fucking reason and then um, Aurora versus Mayo's went up Right, well, there you go. Um, so, Chris, the next card, would you like to... Uh... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll quickly go through the results and then I'll stop at any major um, story beats. There's a three-way match between Azumi, Hoshino, and Leo, and Azumi won, obviously. not Nothing worth talking about, not even worth rating. High-speed Grand Prix match between Def Yamasan and Starlight Kid. Now, between Def Yamasan and Starlight Kid and a... High speed Grand Prix match was basically Starlight Kids and Azumi's um, division. Who would you have win? Starlight Kid. Yeah, who won? Uh, well, I'm looking at the results now on Cage Match, so I know. <laughs> the fact it only lasted three minutes as well is absolutely fantastic. That's, that's a high speed match, though. High speed matches don't tend to 
very very rarely reach ten. So um, that's the thing I like about high, high speed maps. Then they never take big bumps. It's literally just run and try to get the when like I know in like other Joshi promotions I think if, like if my sources who actually watch Joshi uh, other Joshi promotions are telling me right other high speed divisions have like time limits and stuff whereas here it's sort of like just an unofficial way of doing things but yeah definitely Amazon 1 and Starlight Kids at some zero honestly they don't put any up, any graphics up of how the tournaments are going so I honestly don't know who's winning I'm going to assume it's, assume it's Azumi um, then we have a tag match with B. Pruce and Zoe Sky taking on Saya and Tam Nakano. Of course, Saya is there to take the pin. It was fine. Um, the first match with Donna Del Mondo with Julia and Makia versus the star team of Arisa and Ida. And Arisa is great, so of course this match was really good. Um, but yeah, but again, the, um, Mikey, uh, I, it's going to be like when you do keep just a new way of saying it at a time. Um, <laughs> it's, it's continuing to impress me. She's still good. Um, I'm still enjoying it. Um, I'm not going to fully know, have an opinion on it until she has a singles match, though. Um, we had a tight team of Natsu, ah, Natsaku Tora, um, Natsu Sumire, and Saki Kashima taking on the TCS team of Hanakamura, Konami, and Hirsch. And again, fun. Um, Saki's in there, so it's never going to be a great match. But, you know, it's, it's fun enough, and, Sa- and Saki continues to be better in Oedotai than she was in Stars. Um, this, is a match, this is a match you've seen now, isn't it? The SWA um, match. It Do is. you know what the rules are? Do you know what the rules are for the SWA championship? Now, unless I'm very much mistaken, you went through these last time. Um, so the current I champion did tell is... You, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just quizzing you to see if you remember what I tell you. I think I do. So the current champion is Utami Hayashishita, who obviously I shat on in the last, uh, in, the last podca- in the last match. Um, well, I... you didn't shit on her, you shat on Arisa. I did, which is why you were so so, uh, so angry is, about this it. Is, yeah, to be honest, you were being, you were being harsh. But yeah, um, so the, what, what's the rules of the SWA? The rules, I believe, so because she is Japanese, it can't be anyone of Japanese um, descent, yeah. descent going for the belt. Um, Which is why it's been so sparsely defended, because really all she could defend it against was like B, who of course isn't going to go for it because she was the world of, she was the world champ at the time, and um, then you had like the TCS lots of like Rebel Cow, Zoe Lucas, Bonnie Tyler, and Zoe Lucas went for it, but like it was a meh match. So um, so like. She won it on the fourteenth of January, and she defended it three times. Yeah, the last it time it was defended was the twentieth of July, and that was the aforementioned Zoe Lucas match in Osaka. So Zoe Lucas match. Who else does she? Who else does she face again? Um, Rain. So she won it on the fourteenth of the first, um, and she beat yeah. Viper. Um, took the belt off Viper. She then defended it on the twenty fourth of February. Um, uh-huh. against Bobby Tyler. Um, then again mm-hmm. on the 28th of March against Rebel Kel. And then she defended it for the final time until, well, up until today um, against Zoe Lucas um, in Osaka. And then obviously mm-hmm. she lost it today. Oh, I keep saying today. She lost it um, on the 26th of January. Of the Osaka show, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not been, it's, but like now that, cause Tony Storm's held it, like honestly when it's on a, from what I understand when it's on a foreigner, it's more, it's defended more just because it's something you can throw in a, um, smaller show and it's, 
um, for, for an excuse for a singles match. And like, say, with um, Jamie Hayter having it now, spoilers, um, there's more people who can realistically go for it. Like, she could defend against, like, fucking, well, not Saki because she's in a way of tie, but like, Konami could go for it. Like, um, Ida could go for it. Like, there's a ton of people who could go for it. And it's a good way to get Jamie, uh, Jamie Hayter better. I thought this match was good, though. We sort of have disagreements on this because I, I think it's a seven. Um, no, I gave it a seven. Oh, good. Because, um, yeah, because they kept up a fairly high pace. They hit each other fairly hard. And that's all I really want from a um, minor show match. So Yeah, I I'm, think I'm it was... It. The only thing that I had any issue with, really, was how dominant Hater was throughout this entire match. Um, yeah, but maybe maybe that was Utami's talent. Maybe. What I did like, though, was the pre-match promo where, basically, it was the unofficial B match where the winner seemed to get <laughs> B Priestley because Utami came out and said, I'm doing this match to draw... Uh, B Priestley back to Queen's Quest and it was like, is that an unofficial stipulation of this match? <laughs> <laughs> the winner gets B, the B bowl. It's like it's like in GM mode you could li- um back in the day you could literally um have someone fight for have a diva as their manager. <laughs> exactly. So it was yeah, very strange, but uh it, <laughs> it did make me laugh. So Yeah, I like how B sort of just turned up in Jamie's promo. <laughs> yeah. I to be honest, like I didn't just hate this match. About- I didn't hate this match at all. It was just, I don't oh, know. Obviously, um, it's, it's, it has a ceiling because of both both women's respective um, inexperience. I don't want to say that because they've both been in big matches and done well, but not, neither of them are leaders, is my point. This is what we've talked about before with other competitors. Yeah, there are those anyway, people that can... Um, yeah, go on. Yeah, no, exactly. We talked about it earlier with um, ELP and like... And like with both of them, they're young enough where they're gonna, they're probably gonna get better. But like for now, they're green enough to need someone. Anyway, um, this next match was fucking amazing. It was um, JK, <laughs> JK Green of Jungle Kiona and Momo Watanabe taking on Kagetsu and Mayo Iwatani. And apparently, these were who Kaget. This is what Kagetsu picked for her last match. And to be fair, everyone went all out. It was it was great. It was absolutely. It's pr- it's better than the tag match from the night before, and to be honest, it's probably my tag match from the year. But like in terms of what I've watched, it's been fairly f- slim pickings of that. Um, like because when it comes to like major tag matches I've seen this year, it's been DIY versus Mustache Mountain, which is <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to dwell on shit matches. Um, and then there's um, the tag match at I guess I, g- I guess if you count the ladder match at um, Takeover. I'll say that, but I don't really count it. It's not really a traditional tag match. This, however, was something else, Rob. Okay. It was hard-hitting, enough like Kagetsu bollocks to be a um, to be an homage without it being over the top. Like basically, we just did the um, you know the elastic into the face thing. Yes. Like where they pull it back and let go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did that, and to be fair, I'm, I'm just glad I wasn't to jungle because normally when something stupid like that that happens, it happens to jungle, <laughs> and I feel sorry for her. Like, have you seen like you know have you you know like there's no contact start and pages or whatever, and like there's always and there's a photo of someone like screaming as five people are about to kick her. That's always jungle, and like it's such a shame. But yeah, um, jungle was an absolute star in this match. 
as we've she stated before. Everybody. She's great. Like, when I say everybody, she did it. She is amazing. Like hilarious, a great. Um, there was a power bomb where she just dropped. You know how she does. Um, I, I guess you won't have seen it yet, but her finish is sort of like a deadlift into like a, a Elgin bomb, but the Elgin bomb's the last ride. Yes, yeah, sort. Of. Yeah, I have seen it. I have seen it. I think. Okay. Um, but before she did it to Kagetsu, she just <laughs> deliberate. Like you know, it's deliberate because Kagetsu tucked her neck, but like just dropped Kagetsu on her head. <laughs> Fuck you, Kagetsu! No, literally, it's like, bang! Okay, and now I'm going to give you it. Um, no, and Jungle won, actually. She won, it was, I forget what it's called, but you know the muscle buster, but you don't go down, your opponent doesn't take a bump, you like, jump onto your ass, and then it's sort of like a um, backbreaker, but from a muscle buster position, and it looks fucking disgusting. Yes, looks brutal. Yeah, so Jungle did that to Gigetsu in one, and holy, and then challenged Mayu. <laughs> and then Mayu, who's very, like, who can sometimes just be, like, at the end of the Korokan show when um, What's Her Face came on the screen, she was just like, oh, I'm still here, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, when Jungle came up to her <laughs> and went, I challenge you for that championship, Mayu went, I don't have time for this. <laughs> It's like I have a match at Corican to worry about. It's like after my match at Corican, try again. Yeah, who the fuck are you? No, literally, yeah. It's like you know, I, it, that's one of my favorite thing about Stars is like how quickly both her and um, Erisa can just change tone. It's amazing. Like you, you like remember at the last at the new at the Christmas Eve show where we was just sort of like, oh yeah, and Utami, that fucking brat. <laughs> oh it's brilliant it's brilliant it, it was great but um jungle is very clear like in kayfabe's getting very clearly frustrated at her lack of opportunities because to be fair she has like reliably matches of the year every time she has a title match like her match with kagetsu her match with momo her match with arisa they're all fucking amazing if you haven't seen them yet seriously go watch them especially since you like jungle okay and you uh, said she's like the ishii of the stardom division which you know i love ishii no, I don't, don't. Not just in terms of style, in terms of like everyone loves her, but we never push her. If what everyone has said is to be believed, and what you've said actually on this podcast that you know uh, Bushi Road are interested in pushing, and I quote, the more attractive stars. No, yeah. So it's like Tam, Arissa, Mayu. Um, who who else was there? It was a it was a big list. Julia was on there, and then like they're Hannah not Kimura. interested in pushing. Yeah, Hannah Kamara. And they're not interested in pushing Jungo, Momo, or Kagetsi. Which is just, it's bollocks, Which... isn't it? Exactly. And to be fair, Bushiro do have a hard-on for aesthetic. I think that's half the reason Sonata got pushed last year. Do you reckon it's why Yoshihashi is... doesn't get pushed? I don't know. Yoshihashi's a fairly attractive man. I mean, have you seen his wife? I haven't. Uh, a fairly attractive woman, I will say. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's amazing to me. First, first instance of blatant misogyny in the in the history of a starting cast. There you go. And it didn't come from when, and it didn't come from when we invited Garth on. Uh, <laughs> but no, this 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 match is great for me. Tag match of the year. Um, but again, I watched New Japan. Like the only real competition this match had was the match from the night before, 
or um, the Violent Giants match. I know that Axis apparently had a really good tag match at the Noah Junior League finals, but I haven't seen that yet because I haven't found three and a half hours. But I'm probably going to watch that at some point. It's actually on. It's actually on my. I have a list of shows I need to get round to on my whiteboard, and it's not there. So. I love the fact you got a whiteboard in your room. That just makes me laugh. No, I have a white. It's literally, I, it's mostly to so I like I can put my uni deadlines on it so I don't forget it. But it's currently but just like, filled with wrestling. That only, no, no, no. Because honestly, that only takes up like that takes up about a third of the board, right? Because like I have a lot of deadlines, but like in like six classes, so like within a grid, it takes up maybe a third of the board. So another third is down to movies I need to get down to, and the other one is down to wrestling shows I need to get around to. Which currently on it, if you're interested, is the TJPW show from January fourth, um, the Noah show from the thirtieth, um, Progress one or two, which only came out today, and um, Impact Hard to Kill, just because I want to see how they book Tessa. Um, I mean, it does help because it made me actually get round to NWA um, Hard Times, which was a mess show. Oh, was it? Um, we don't have time. But yeah, seriously, best match. Um, fine. It would be a good show. It was two hours long, but it was three hours long. It would be better if I, it's three hours. Honestly, or... like, my big problem with NWA... No, it was two, it was three hours long. It needed to be two hours long. My problem with NWA really is like, yeah, I never watch the weekly stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is a really good story. I'm really into this story. Like anything with Nick Aldis, I'm like, this is going to be a great match. And then it never really is. Like seven out of 10, sort of the highest on there. And that was for the Thunder Rosa versus, um, what's the name? Um, Alison K match. Not Alison. You know, that is the name, Alison K. Um, and that was, that was good. Probably best match of the night. But like it was based around the TV title tournament. Which was yeah, yeah. um which has this six oh three um time limit. Like six minutes and three seconds. What an odd time limit. No, yeah, to be fair, you uh um I, some of the best the best thing about T V title for T V is the short time limit. So you like you have a guaranteed match and then the champ no one has to look bad not winning the title because you can just be held to a draw. Right, okay, fair enough then. But yeah, it's so like for TV it's perfect, but to base a pay per view around it, like I, there's only so much you can do in six minutes, and like you'd limit for for a six minute match is basically like the um, high speed match from Corrigan. So yeah, I don't know. It's a, there's a reason we don't go out a way to talk about NWA all that often, but like honestly, I'd I'd recommend Power on any given week, but I would not recommend bothering with the pay per views. Anyway. Um, I haven't actually given my rating of this match yet because honestly, I don't. I'm gonna wait for you to see it before I like put a definitive rating on it. Is it because, because you're like, going to I'm... give it ten and you don't want to look like a mark? No, it's not. Well, close. I was gonna give it a nine and I don't want to look like a mark. May give it a nine. You go for it, babe. And honestly, I'd got. Um, but like before, because sometimes it's like you'll see a match and then you'll point. So like I think it's the same for both of us. Sometimes we'll see a match. The other one will point out a match. Um, a thing in the match. It's like, oh, I never noticed that. And sometimes it makes the match better, sometimes it makes it worse. Um, but yeah, but this was actually really good. Honestly, mate, just because I know that you just like big um, people delivering bombs onto each other. So, like, this match is perfect for you. I will check it out. So, and then, oh, very quick, until then we could get Sue's retirement ceremony. It wasn't like fucking Kazuki's where Jungle Kiona attacked her for no reason in the middle of it. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I was going to say, what was the, um, the retirement ceremony likes obviously I haven't watched it yet. It was it was a lot like Ligers where all the um all the factions came out 
sort of gave their respect, gave their flowers, and walked off. Like, had the photo off and walked off. It was very much like that. It's very much how Hazuki's was meant to be before Jungle decided to shoot. Yeah, for absolutely no discernible reason. Yeah, that's, that's not been explained on any show since. No, well, I was like, like, I was waiting for it. I was like, are we going to get some kind of... No? Oh, no? Okay, fair enough then. Just just going to leave that slap in there. I'm, nothing, like, honestly, I don't know how much Hazuki and Jungle have fought in the past. I was going to ask, is there, like, is there the, beef there, or...? I don't... Like, honestly, the only time I, could, I can even recall them maybe having a match is in the five-star. <laughs> like, oh, I ridiculous. I don't understand. <laughs> Like I'm not like you what like I'm not crazy. Did this actually happen or did I just? No, no, no. It happened. It definitely happened. I'm gonna have to ask someone what the fuck's going on there. Yeah, because I want to know as well. Because because I'm not being funny. It's six weeks later and I'm still baffled. Like it still sometimes (laughs) enters my mind. I'll be like do I'll be like writing an essay and then I'm just like (laughs) yeah like is. It's very interest. It's very interesting writing about what creates an effective marketing campaign for an album. But why the fuck did Jungle Kiona <laughs> attack Hazuki in a retirement ceremony? You'll be just about to drop off to sleep, like, and I'm... then your brain will go. But why did Jungle Kiona? Fuck's sake, brain! <laughs> no, you know it's like it is like I don't understand. It's going to be like, one of those unanswered one... questions, isn't it? Yeah, it's like when like who pulled up the um, briefcase at. Uh, um, in Austin versus McMahon. Yeah. Um, who the fuck for? Who the fuck for giving Yujiro Takahashi a title match was a good idea. Yeah. Um, I said that. Simple, there's, there's a simple answer to that. Um, Tanahashi ran out of challenges because he because he had the Okada problem, and then they had they had the sense to take him away from the title, learn from your past, New Japan. Um, but no. Yeah. So we should probably we've we've gotten to be um like in the last. 10 minutes we went from nwa to laughing about how jungle and hazuki apparently just don't like each other so we should probably wrap it up we should probably wrap it up to do a tangent absolutely um, so that's been this is these have been a two really good shows and um, i think the fact that stardom hasn't had like an overly packed month like it normally does has helped um there's not there's less cool moments in um since our last one like since our last one we had like the old hannah come back and all that um, for a match and like, but you know, Kuget, I think Kagetsu's retirement tour has been fun. How much of Kagetsu's retirement tour have you seen? Uh, lots of bits and bobs. I watched uh, when obviously Hannah Kimura reverted back to her old roots, yeah. um, stuff. And then like, I also I also found it really fun when Azumi finally got um, was in Oedatai for a night, um, because Oedatai's been trying to steal Azumi from Queen's Quest for about two years now. Yeah, I think. And she- and Hazuki and Azumi was funny backstage. She was like, "Ah, oh, you owe me thirty thousand yen." Bloody hell! I just think it's been a nice little tour. It's been it's been good to give her the send off she deserves. She definitely deserves. And then obviously that ceremony, I think, is a great way to top it all off. And, yeah, and then and if this match like, is anywhere near it, as good as she gave her like a one last reti- uh, her one last um, match before announcing her retirement, and then basically she was they were like okay what do you want to do and she basically went can i team with hannah there azumi there and then facetime they were like yeah sure yeah do what the fuck all those matches had decent story and like it sort of shows the reach of how um kagetsu's helped stardom so yeah absolutely well ladies and gentlemen i'm I'm really sad to see it go 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us for our second episode of the Stardom Cast. Obviously, in the next one, we'll be covering all of the other shows, including the Way to Major League show that's taken place today on the 8th of February. So we won't spoil the results because Chris's head will explode. Um, but that's obviously the card that includes the B Priestley versus Arissa match. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. You can join us on Twitter at Stardom Cast. You can as well talk to us on uh, Facebook as well. Um, you can join the website, www.podmania.co.uk for all our previous podcasts, all two of them, and uh, match rating archives as well. You can talk to me on Twitter at RealRobGoodwin. Chris, where can they find you? At, at Podmania. I could say at Garthmania just to redirect all the hatred and probably get some Joshi fans for <laughs> to Garth. <laughs> and then him going, wait, wait hang on, what the fuck is a Jamie? what have you done you bastards um but no thank you so much for listening guys we'll be back next month for episode three obviously in relation to corrigan shows and big events we'll probably end up because we'll probably end up like if it's next if it's this time next month we'll probably have another corrigan show between now and the next recording well that's what i mean so we'll have two corrigan shows well there you go it'd be yeah it'd be extremely my favorite thing to do it's probably my favorite one to do just because there's no sort of time crunch on it no because it's monthly and we can do whatever we want, really, can't we? Yeah, like we can laugh about fucking jungle Kazuki for five minutes. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Now you're going to die.